Hello, welcome back to another episode of Scene to Scene. As always, I am your host, Jordan McDaniel, and this week on the podcast, we are finally talking about Megan. I promised you like a couple weeks ago that I was going to talk about it, and then I had medical things, and then I just didn't have time to get around to seeing it, but then I finally saw it, so we are finally covering Megan, everybody. Like, Like, it's finally happening! (laughs) But, um, so for those of you who aren't aware, so Megan came out in 2023? 2023. 2023. Yeah, 2023. I think it came out right at the beginning of January. Um, and it is created by none other than James Juan. And if you are unfamiliar with who James Wan is, then I need you to like click off of this podcast. I need you to pause this. I need you to come back to this at a later, uh, like a later date when you're more informed, when you're a better person. Because if you don't know who James Wan is, then like there's a problem. But for those of you who don't know, James Wan was the co-creator of the Saw franchise. He co-created the Insidious franchise, and he solely, I believe, created the whole Conjuring universe. So that would be like Annabelle, the Conjuring movies, um, La Llorona, like that whole, that's all him. So, like James Wan, like he is kind of a legend and a big name you should know in the horror directing cinematography world like you know like saw is kind of a big deal the conjuring universe is kind of a big deal the insidious world is kind of a big deal and now we get to add megan into that so you know like he just be hitting out bangers y'all um if you are unfamiliar with Megan, this movie came out. It was really the only competition whatsoever to be going up against Avatar Way of Water. And while it by no means performed on the same level as Avatar, it definitely gave Avatar some competition in the theaters when nobody else wanted to like your real only options for the month of January were the way of water or Megan and it, it it delivered like it did I think it has like pretty high audience scores and cinema scores and it's already been uh greenlit for a sequel that is coming out in 2025 called Megan 2.0 so like this movie had a pretty big impact I mean we've all seen all the dancing all the TikToks all the pictures like we've seen it like we are in the know about how impactful and iconic this movie was but with that being said as the reviewer that I am and as the film enjoyer that I am I do feel as though I am obligated to say that this movie while good 
while enjoyable, while campy, while fun, while all of these things. Plot-wise, this movie might as well be a one-for-one remake of the Child's Play remake that came out a couple years ago. Like, like beat for a beat. Like, these movies put them in a side-by-side comparison plot-wise, and they're essentially the exact same movie. Which opens up its own can of worms because that Child's Play remake got tore apart. Like, it got ripped to shreds. Like, people had so much negative negative things to say about that movie. Like, it was bad. Like, people hated that movie. Like, loudly and granted I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was a reboot reimagining of the child's play franchise and I don't think that sit well with a lot of people but had that movie just been a standalone like original creation I think it would have done a lot better we would have had a Megan back with that instead of a Megan now So it makes sense that, you know, someone saw that idea and was like, oh, yeah, no, like we're going to do that, but we're going to do it as its own standalone property and all own franchise as opposed to a continuation, a reboot of a namesake that is the Child's Play franchise. Because listen, we all know you don't fuck with the Chuck. Like we know that. And while I personally enjoyed that, I also enjoy classic voodoo Chucky as opposed to technology Chucky, which is why if you haven't seen the Chucky TV show, I would highly recommend it like 10 out of 10. Like you need to see it. If you are someone that's like, oh, well, I'm a Chucky purist and I only want to watch the movies like you're doing yourself a disservice. But this is not about Chucky. This is about Megan and Plot aside, the movie that is Megan is truly fun and it delivers in all the aspects that you would want a movie like this to deliver. Um, The actress who plays Megan is Amy Donald and she, from my understanding, is only responsible for the movement, the dancing, the physical body that is Megan and a different actress provided all the dialogue and voice and singing for Megan. But um, the actual movement person on set who was doing all the like actual like physical acting and stuff was um, Amy Donald. And I think those two actresses together, like, they really give Megan her own style, her own um, sense of personality. Like, you genuinely, like, even though you're watching and you're like, you know that's a robot, as you're watching it, you you kind of get sucked in and you buy into the whole plot of this movie that, like, it's more than just a doll. Like, it's a friend. Like, it's a person. Like, it's someone who's living and breathing and operating and is able to provide companionship on a whole nother level. And I think, honestly, truly, if a toy like Megan did exist in the world, 
I think it would be pretty successful. Like, I think a lot of people would genuinely spend the crazy amounts of money on a Megan doll. Like, I really do. Um, which is slightly terrifying, but, like, also slightly intriguing. Like, you know, like, I, I, I would like to see how that actually ended up, honestly. Um, we also have Allison Williams playing Gemma and if you're unfamiliar with Allison Williams she's done quite a few things but most people would know her from Get Out Jordan Peele's Get Out um in which she plays the like girlfriend that brings him to the house and all that and Gemma's character is um I don't know what you a programmer uh product designer like I'm not quite sure what her actual engineer maybe like I feel like that's the proper like an engineer she creates Megan the programs the protocols and all of that and her character overall is fine I think the actress herself is doing good and the character that she's playing of like oh an aunt that was never really made to have children of her own she never envisioned that she was a career woman and she was happy with that she very uptight very not child friendly like I like this character in that sense but in terms of overall plot progression and character when we get around to the end where she's fighting Megan and um Violet McGraw who plays Katie which is the niece that she adopts have that come back together moment where it's like well like Megan this is my family and she activates Bruce like I don't feel that throughout this movie that their relationship really was fleshed out enough for that moment because it feels unearned when we do get to that. Like, I don't believe that in that moment, from what we've witnessed and what the movie has shown us, that um, Katie would pick her Aunt Gemma over Megan. Like, I, it doesn't, I don't think it would happen. Like, the movie doesn't flesh out their relationship on Gemma's side or Katie's side enough for that to feel earned to me. However, Violet McGraw as Katie, I think she's really like trying. Like, I think this movie puts a lot of weight on her as an actress and her ability to make this relationship with us like animatronic feel like genuine and real and like actual companionship. And I think that Violet McGraw as an actress is able to convey that I like her as Katie I think the journey that she goes on with Megan and just her individual story I think she nails it I really do I I think that Miss Violet could be an upcoming star that we should keep an eye out because I think she really killed this I believe her. I like I I think her acting was great. It was solid. The character choices and work, it it works. I think 
she's something special. It's definitely a standout in this movie. Another standout, Brian Jordan Alvarez. Listen, if you don't know who Brian Jordan Alvarez is, I need you to open TikTok or YouTube and like really search him up because I have been watching his channel and his content for like years at this point, like years. He does a lot of um, skits and comedies and things like that. And he's a really funny guy. And I didn't know he was in this movie up until like, I don't know, like, like two or three weeks before it was actually like coming out. And I wasn't even sure. Like I was watching the trailer and I was like, is that, is that? who I think it is like is that so then I had to go look it up and it was and I was like I was so happy for him and then I was like oh god no he's he's fully getting murdered and it's more like it's happened but like honestly like all so iconic but I'm happy to report spoiler alert that he does not die he does get pretty messed up but he does not die but I cannot recommend his work enough like please go check him out uh on YouTube I believe his Instagram and username and TikTok and all that stuff is literally just Brian Jordan Alvarez, his name. But on YouTube specifically, I would recommend his A Spy movie and The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb. Those two movies are, are well, content. Those two content. A Spy movie is great. It's like an hour, 30 minute long. It's a uh, satirical spy movie comedy and I promise you if you enjoy comedy he's worth checking out I love his work and then the gay wondrous life of Caleb is like a eight episode uh series I think like each video is like maybe 15 minutes at most and it's really fun it's like a great uh character story of a a gay man um but what's great about him is i believe he writes produces records directs like all his own stuff like he he's definitely and i hope that being in megan and his already pretty big catalog from just instagram and influencer related things like i hope he gets more work i i enjoy him and i really want to see him go further and in this movie, I think he's enjoyable. I wouldn't say he stands out too much. Like, I don't think he's really given m- much to do beyond just being like an assistant or a, a co-worker. But he makes it work. And he has a couple lines where you're like, you might laugh, you might get a little snicker, like you might chuckle. Um, but on the opposite side of that, uh, Jen Brown as Tess is also in the same vein as Cole. Uh, she's a co-worker, a lab technician, a fellow engineer. I'm not quite sure. Like as I like, I don't know. Um, but I feel like she's given less to do in this movie. She kind of her character ends up being more of a a moral compass. Like, you know, she's that person that's given the sort of dialogue and vocals of like, just because we can create something like this, should we, is uh, a child imprinting and creating these relationships with a robot really healthy in the long run? Is it 
a toy or is it a replacement for parents not having to parent? And I think that those questions need to be asked and someone has to ask them. But that character is always kind of boring. Let's be honest. Like we all need that character. Every movie like this where an AI sort of gets its own consciousness and starts functioning independently will always have that character. That's like, what have we done? At what cost? You know, we shouldn't be tampering with things like this. And as a actress, I think she's fine. She's okay. Doesn't stand out, but I'm not like ill. Like she was awful. But the character itself is just nothing significant. Um, Ronnie Ching, I believe Chang Ch- Ch- Chang plays David, and David is the CEO of the company in which, um. Gemma, Cole, and Tess all work, and, um, he's fine, like, honestly, like, I would say of all the characters in this movie, he's probably the weakest, I think this character escapes him, I don't think he's got a great handle on the dialogue, and anytime he was on screen, I was just kind of like, okay, like, like, he didn't give me anything that I feel another actor couldn't have given me or that his performance was better than or operating on a level that was the same as everyone else in this movie. I felt like he kind of detracted and I wish maybe he had maybe tried harder or a different actor. I mean, I'm all for... Uh, representation and I'm glad to see that he is like an Asian male getting work in a mainstream movie like I love to see that and I hope that this opens up doors for him and more Asian men in the future but as an actor in this movie and as a character could have been better left wanting more um but that's a bit that's about it as far as characters go. Obviously, I have to talk fashion. So, um, this movie does not necessarily have the greatest standout fashion. Like, you know, it's a movie that's set in a more realistic world and realm in which these people would live. And it's kind of just like our day-to-day society. But that does not include Miss Megan. I mean, she is the moment. She's an icon. She's a legend. She is a fashion icon. I fully expect that come Halloween this year, we're going to see lots and lots and lots of Megans. I think the costuming for Megan is amazing. I, I like the hair choice. I like the outfit choice. And I think that fashion wise, she stands out she looks like she could be a little gucci model or something like she looks like she's wearing clothing that is of high quality like herself and i think that in comparison to everything else around her it really highlights one she's an expensive toy two that she is sort of visually very different than everything else around her and I think that's smart I think it's clever and I think that it really helps solidify her as like a horror icon you know like there are certain criteria that you need to be like a horror icon and like a signature distinguished identifiable look that could be recreated is kind of like 
up there as like top tier, like it needs to be, you know, like it's identifiable. You need to be marketable. And Miss Megan, her fashion slays. And I think it really lends to her appeal. So that's my review on Miss Megan. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, definitely go see it. I believe it just came out on digital either this week or last week. Um, and I would say it's definitely worth the purchase or the rent. Like, it, it's worth it. Definitely. Like, check it out. You don't want to be one of those people that just never sees Megan. Like, I promise. Like, it's worth it. Do it. Um beyond that though I want to say thank you so much you guys I really did miss you uh you know I did take last week off uh for you know just different reasons not necessarily important but it feels so great to just be back talking to you guys you know having some movie chit chat and just like you know doing things that I love and talk about uh as always please 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 uh, check me out on Instagram at scene to scene podcast. I love hearing from you guys. I love interacting. I love the conversations and discussions that we've been having and I want to keep them going. You guys, like I say this at the end of every episode, like I really love the dialogue that we get to have. Like, yes, I'm talking about them, but I also want to be able to talk about them with you guys and hear what your guys's are thinking and your feedback. And, you know, if you think Megan is a fashion icon and things like that, but that's all from me. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. As always, please check us out on scene to scene podcast on Instagram. Bye you guys.